Hello and welcome to Food Allergy Freedom with Chelsea Winterholler, a podcast to help moms who have children with food allergies find emotional freedom. This is episode 32, Master Your Relationships, an interview with Sarah Payne. Hello, hello. I am so excited for today. We have one of my closest closest and most dearest friends, Sarah Payne, with us. And I will let her introduce herself in just a second. I want to tell you a little bit about her first. So Sarah and I have known each other for a few years. Um, we became friends. I don't even know how we, be- we just were drawn to each other somehow. Yes, totally. <laughs> yes. Happened Our energies time. just connected. <laughs> that, must have been it. that must have been it. So, um, Sarah is a master certified life coach and she is seriously the master of all things relationships. And I am so excited to have her come on here and talk to us about how to find some freedom around the relationships in our life. Her specialty is helping uh, women who are more than a doctor's wife to create equal partnerships in their marriage. And for us here, us allergy moms, I really feel like a solid relationship with your partner is essential. And we have lots of different ideas about how to handle maybe our child's diagnosis or how to teach our kids about the ups and downs that are going on in their lives. And I find as I work with my clients that a lot of uh, partnerships have different ideas about how money should be spent, especially when it comes to healthcare costs that feel out of their control. And The communication between spouses seems to go up and down with the mood of one person or the other. And I really feel like I need an expert to help me neutralize it. And I am excited to introduce you to Sarah, who is an expert at this. So welcome, Sarah. Hi, what an introduction. Oh my goodness. I'm like riding high right now. It was awesome. (laughs) You should. I truly believe all of my, any questions I have about relationships, not only with my spouse, but with my kids, with my teachers, um, any type of relationship. I'm always like, what Sarah knows, Sarah knows how to help me with this. I love it. And it's so interesting. I don't think we often think that they're connected, but they really are. Like we can learn how to communicate better with our spouse. And like, that's going to help us with our kids. That's going to help us with the do- our doctors and our children's doctors. That's going to help us with, with teachers, anybody. And so it's, I, I find that very comforting because you don't have to like focus on every single relationship. You just learn a few skills and they, and you can apply them everywhere. Oh, that is so true. That's amazing. I love that. So, you know, cause I know you've listened to my podcast a little bit, but we talk a lot about how to find freedom, um, because our kids are looking for food freedom from their allergies. And we are looking for freedom from maybe some emotions in our life. Right. So I am just really excited to dive in and, get all of your knowledge. So 
let's just start. What are some common problems that you see in marriages, maybe in relationships in general? Yeah. Specifically with marriage, although I I think that it goes to relationships in general, I see a lot of times that, um, that my clients, they keep score in their marriage. And what I mean by that is they see like interactions with their spouse as like, is this his fault or is this my fault? They're like keeping a mental tally mark of like keeping score might look like um, well, I've put the kids to bed this many nights in a row without his help. Or it can also just look like, um, like, like marking his, we, his quote unquote weaknesses and just kind of using them against him. And it can also look like, well, I don't deserve this in this marriage. Like I really messed up in this way. So there's goes a point against me, but it's, it's some version of like, in her mind, she's not working with her spouse. She's keeping score. Oh yeah. And I do that. Of course we all do. I do that all the time. I'm like, my husband comes home from a day of work and I'm making dinner and he's hanging out on the couch with the kids. Even sometimes he'll be like Mm -hmm. interacting with kids. And I'm still like, I could use a little help here. Yes. Must be nice to just be the fun dad. Everything's running because I'm over here keeping it running, right? Yeah, for sure. And sometimes my brain doesn't work that way, but other times it does. So what, how do I, how do I do that? Like, how do I recognize it? Yeah. I mean, I think the easiest way to recognize it, and I know you teach your, your listeners so much about emotions. is just like your body will tell you, you know, you're keeping score. If you're feeling resentful, you know, you're keeping score. If you're like frustrated at your husband. Yeah. And sometimes for some of us, it's like, we notice what we're thinking about them first, but I think for a lot of us, for most of us, it's like the, what, what am I feeling right now? Yeah. Why do I, why do I want to bite my husband's head off right now? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And yeah, I definitely feel the frustration before I realize what's causing it. Yeah. I feel the tense. I feel the heavy weight. You know, I feel all of those big things before I'm like, oh, what am I thinking that's causing this for me? You know, that's right. definitely a second step for me. Yeah. And your brain is going to be like, it's not what I'm thinking. It's the fact that he's sitting on the couch, right? Yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and I think oftentimes, like when we hear that or like, oh, so what, like, this is what I often hear from my clients. Well, so I'm just supposed to let him do whatever he wants. Like as if those are the only two options, your only options are to feel resentful and frustrated or to just be like, it's fine. Everything's fine. Okay. So that feels so true to me and I'm a life coach and I know how these things work, but that still feels true to me. Like when I'm putting myself in that situation in that moment. So, so what's the other option? (laughs) (laughs) help us. Well, first off, like just recognizing like what you're feeling is huge. I don't think that we like give that enough credit just to like pause. I like to actually just like put my hand. I feel most of my emotions, like right in my chest area, you know, or my, and my throat just to put my hand wherever it is that I'm feeling at the strongest and just be like, feel a little frustrated right now. Like, let me just like take a moment and take a breath because when we're frustrated, when we're resentful, we can't see 
other options. Like, it's not that there's something wrong with you. It's that like your brain literally is just can't like think in a, in a more expansive way. And so I think the first step is just to like, you know, become aware. Oh, here it is. Here's the frustration. I have to figure out why I'm frustrated right now or what I'm thinking. I'm just going to take a few breaths. And you know, Chelsea, and I know that you teach your, your listeners this, like that alone is so powerful. And if you can give yourself 30 seconds to do that, then you're going to start to see other options. For sure. And I think I love that you said when you're feeling frustrated, you can't think in a more expansive way. And I think like acknowledging like, okay, I'm feeling frustrated. So my brain is not going to be able to solve this problem right now. Mm -hmm. So what do I do? And then we do what you just said. We're like, I'm feeling frustrated. And we process that first to open our brain up to more. Yes. And sometimes that might look like husband, like I need a minute. I'm just, I'm just going to take a minute. Like, I don't want to react. Like, I think we can be open and communicate with our spouse. Like, I don't, I don't want to react from this place. So I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to take a minute and maybe we don't realize it till after we've already exploded at our husband. And and even whenever we recognize it can be like, whoa, that's not who I want to be. I need a minute. Yeah. And I'm just thinking of the other night, I was like, I need a minute. And I actually needed like two hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is there like a balance there? You know, I was like, I'm just done. I, I'm done. I just need to go be alone for a minute. I mean, I feel good about what I did, but I also, it was more than a minute. Yeah. Right. And sometimes it is right. Yeah. For and sure. we can like, we can ask ourselves like, okay, what, like what's wrong with that? Yeah. I think that's a great question. I, I don't think I felt like there was anything wrong with it in the moment. Yeah. So, but I can hear your listeners being like, yeah, that must be nice. Like to be able to take two hours. Like I can't, I have a newborn baby. And then I have, I can't leave my two-year-old who has a peanut allergy alone or whatever. Right. Yes. So I think you can start with 30 seconds, like start with 30 seconds. And what we, uh, what we trick ourselves into believing is that like giving ourselves a minute takes more time than not. And it actually doesn't. <laughs> yeah, like, you can do it in a minute. You can, and you can give yourself a minute while you're washing dishes. You can give yourself a minute while you're preparing dinner. You can give yourself a minute while you're driving carpool. Like, like the, the time is going to pass either way. So I, I like to think of it as like, oh, I'm just, I'm not going to wait until I feel better to be nice to myself right now. Okay. So what, tell me more about that. What does like loving yourself have to do with that relationship with your spouse? Yeah. I think, yeah. 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 I think, well, you don't make yourself wrong for how you're feeling. You're just like, I like to tell myself, well, this is the part where I feel frustrated, or this is the part where I feel afraid. Right. So not making yourself wrong for how you're feeling. And when you do this, when you get good, I know, you know, this Chelsea, when you get good and not making yourself wrong for how you're feeling all of a sudden, when your husband is having emotions, you don't make him wrong for them either. Or you, and you don't make yourself like responsible for them, which is the whole keeping score thing, right? Well, is it, if he could just be like more positive, then we, I wouldn't have to deal with this negativity in my life. Or we think like, oh, if I were just more supportive, then he wouldn't be negative. Like that's a way our brains keep score versus just like, oh, there he goes having an, a moment. Mm-hmm. I have moments too. 
That feels so amazing to me. Really, like that feels like freedom, like just going, okay, this is the part. This is mm-hmm. the part where I'm feeling frustrated. Oh, this is the part where he's feeling that. Yes. So, and then how does that look like not making that mean anything? Because I can see my brain going, this is the part where I feel frustrated because he is sitting there on the couch. Yeah. Yeah. So I think after you take that second to just like breathe a little bit, then you can, then it sounds like this in my head. It's my brain thinks I'm frustrated because he's sitting on the couch, but actually I'm frustrated because of something I'm thinking. And maybe I might have access to like those thoughts at that point. If I've taken a a second to breathe a little bit and to get like, just to get in touch with my body. And then, and if I, if I don't, then I just keep breathing. Yeah. This is what I tell myself. I know Sarah, that you think this is an emergency that you need to get him to get off the couch right now, or like the the world is going to end. But remember, we know Sarah from personal experience that like reacting from this frustrated, resentful place, like it never feels good. And it's okay if you do, because we love you. But like, I just remind my brain, like, it's okay. None of this is an emergency right now. I love that. I love just having that self talk, right? The conversation back and forth with your brain. That's one of my favorite things to do. Talk to my brain. That's awesome. Yes. So what if we actually do need his help? (laughs) What if we actually do like, how do I make it feel more equal in my Mm. life? How do I create, like, how do I be in a point where I feel like it's an equal partnership instead of scorecards? Yeah. Well, I think first recognizing where you're keeping score. Right. And then instead of like your, our brains just want to be like, whose fault is this? Right. His or mine. And we bounce back and forth between those two. And when you can like take a few deep breaths and get out of that frustrated state, then, then I like to tell my clients, then we can focus on solutions instead of scorecards. So like, it's not a matter of, is it his fault or my fault? It's just like, what problem do I want to solve right now? And like, if we use example of dinner, it's like, well, I want help with dinner. Right. And then you can ask yourself, is that really like, okay, I want help with dinner. He's there on the couch playing with the kids, playing a game on whatever with them. Okay. Like that's actually is helping me, but do I want a different kind of help? Do I want to be the one playing with the kids? Do I want him to come in the kitchen while the kid's you know, and help me while the kids like play on their own. And then you can have a conversation about it. And if you're not frustrated and resentful, it's going to sound very different. Definitely. So you're, you're coming from a place of like, okay, what do I actually need Mm -hmm. or want right now? Have that conversation with your own brain and then express it to him. Totally. So how does that turn out different? Like, like I'm thinking in my brain, okay, but what if I just want to control everything he's doing? (laughs) That feels good to me. Like, oh, well, now that I've decided this is what I want, like, I'm going to control this situation Mm -hmm. and make him do what I want. Right. Right. So you want to question that, right? Yeah. Because when you're, when you're feeling like, 
Cause then you're still back in this space where I'll feel better if he changes, which is like another sneaky way of your brain, like trying to keep score. Right. So I think if you're like, um, like I like, I love the emotion of calm and like openness and compassion for myself and for him. And so I know how that feels in my body. And when I get myself to that place, then I can, then it like, sound like I like, let's use an example, right? Let's first use an example of like feeling resentful and frustrated. Even when we think that we're good at hiding how we feel like human beings are really good at reading other human beings. So if I'm, if I'm feeling resentful and my husband's sitting on the couch, it might sound like, even if I'm trying to mask it, it might sound like, I mean, I could really use some hope here. Like I've had a really long day. Like, I, I mean, I know that you're just trying to play with the kids, but like, I could really use some help here. And our yeah. husbands, like, even if we believe that they're like emotionally illiterate, like we sense those things in other yes. people, right? I do that to my kids too. Like, I, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad that you chose not to put your backpack away today. <laughs> Thanks for that. Right. Even if we're like, I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about it. I'm just trying to teach you. But like when we are actually mad or frustrated, like it comes through, right? Yes. And even if we don't pick up on it, like we have, we feel that ourselves and it doesn't feel good. No, I'm trying to like make them feel guilty so that they'll do something. And we all know that from a place of guilt, (laughs) our actions are not what we ever want them to be. Right. Right. But if we like go back to the kitchen example, you're cooking dinner and your husband's on the couch, you know, on the couch with the kids and you're like actually feeling calm and like, like open, but you want help in the kitchen. It might sound like, Hey, I'd love some help in the kitchen right now. Is that like, what do you think about that? And if we're open, like we might actually like be open to, to hearing what's going on in his brain. Cause we're not keeping score it's not like I'm right or he's right. And then it's like, okay. Like he, I, I don't know how your husband would respond, but it might be like, can I just like, I haven't had a lot of time with the kids like this week. Can I just finish up this game? Right. Yeah. Or it might sound like, 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 let's say he's like, I'm not into that right now. I'm my legs hurt. I've been standing all day. I don't want to do that. Then we can still focus on solutions because what we really want is help in the kitchen. So if our, like now we figured out, oh, husband isn't willing to help. How can I still get the help I want? Do I ask a kid to help? Do I modify the dinner so that like, do we go out to eat? Like then it works. We're open to like all options. Yes. Versus just like, no, he has to be the one. He should be, (laughs) this is what we do. He should know what I want without me even asking. Oh, absolutely. He should know better. (laughs) Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah. He's not a mind reader. I, um, that just, that question's amazing. What do you think about that? Like asking anyone in our lives, like, this is how I feel. I need some help right now, but what do you think? Yeah. I just cannot like, that sounds so simple, but I can picture every interaction in my life 
acting differently if that's how I would have said it, right? Right. If that's how I would have said it to my kids with their backpack yesterday. Like, I would really love it if you could hang your backpack up. But what do you think? Mm-hmm. Where do you think your backpack should be? Yes. Oh, you actually think it should be in the entry. Maybe we should put some hooks in the entry. Totally. Then you're focused on solutions, right? Yes. Yes. That question is magic. I love it, Sarah. That is so beautiful. But let's say just for funsies that you ask your husband that you're just like, I could use some help. Like, what do you think about that? And he interprets it as like, like he thinks something like, oh, she thinks I don't do anything around here. Mm -hmm. And so then he responds defensively. Like, don't you know, I've been on my feet all day. Even in that moment, we don't have to like mirror his emotion. It can, if we're open and calm, it can be like, oh, it's, you seem a little defensive. Like, did, tell me like, what's going on for you? Yeah. Cause most of us at that moment just want to jump in and join him in his experience. Like, yes. Just jump in and go, oh, he's mad. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So you're saying if we have already kind of like had this conversation in our brain or even right then we have it, that we can like choose that calm and openness and compassion instead of jumping straight to how he's feeling right then. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And it takes practice. It takes practice. It's not like if, if you, if you, excuse me, are used to like getting defensive when he gets defensive, your brain's going to go there. And so you start with having compassion for yourself. It's like, it's like, Whoa, like I had a conversation with my husband not long ago where like he said something. And then I had a thought that made me feel defensive. And I was just like, I am so defensive right now. And he immediately was like, Oh my goodness. I'm sorry. Like, no, I didn't mean it that way. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, can we pause? Cause I want to figure out what's going on in my head. That's like, and, then, and then it's like, then we can have a, oh, I'm like, oh, it's cause I'm making it mean that you think that I don't do enough, but you're not. And, and then he was able to be like, oh, that's not what I meant at all. What I meant was X, Y, Z. That is so awesome to just be like, time out. I, I have to figure out what's going on with my brain. Yes. Like maybe it has nothing to do with you. Just give me a minute. I have to think about this. You know what? As you're talking, I'm sitting here laughing because my husband actually loves to cook and he probably is in the kitchen and I'm on the couch more often. (laughs) So I was just thinking, huh, he might like think of these things about me Mm. in certain areas of our lives, maybe not just the kitchen, right? You know, in, in many different areas, because we're all human. We all have these experiences and thoughts that come to our brain. Yeah. I mean, he does, of course he does. Cause he has a human brain. Right. Mm -hmm. I think when we can make peace with like, sometimes people, even my husband have negative thoughts about me. (laughs) It's like so freeing. Right. Versus like trying to orchestrate a situation where they never do. We do this with our kids too. Right. Like I'll hear, like, I just, I just want my only wish is when my kids grow up that they like, they look back on their childhood and know how much I loved them. It sounds like so lovely, but I'm like, yeah, but they probably aren't all the time going to. And what if you could make peace with that? Yes. And I, I honestly think this is like a key to higher happiness. 
higher contentment with our lives. I don't know, just recognizing that you are not, and we talk about this a lot, right? Like the 50-50, that you are totally awesome at some things and you are not great (laughs) at other things. You have inadequacies, Mm -hmm. but when you can just acknowledge that they're a part of you, and like you said earlier, acknowledge that they're a part of him, and still have the compassion around it, that just like makes everything easier. Oh, so much easier. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And that's something you say a lot, Sarah, is like, this is easy. Mm -hmm. Like marriage can be easy. It really doesn't have to be like a thorn in your side or like, even like my biggest growth is my marriage. I mean, it can be fun and easy and all of those things. For sure. So what do you feel like makes it easy for your clients? Like what's your, you can give a number one tip or the top three tips, whatever you want that makes marriage easier for your clients. Yeah. As soon as they stop keeping score and see their husband on the same team as them, like working, let's work together to solve problems instead of figuring out who's winning and who's losing. That changes everything. And it's not like, cause you're like, I can see myself doing that. It's not, yeah, me too. It's not like, oh, now I never keep score in my marriage. It's just like, oh, I've gotten so good at recognizing when I do. And then if I can approach every interaction with my husband as like, okay, we're in this together. It just changes all the conversation. If I, if I'm talking to my husband about my child's food allergy and the treatment, and he wants something different than I do, like vastly different than I do. If I'm believing we're on the same team, that means like we both want what's best for our child. He sees it one way and I see it another way. You're going to be more open to understanding why he wants to do it the way that he does. And you can be open to that and still not agree. Yes. Like, it's like, we think we have to give up our agency or our, um, our like beliefs or our desires in order to be on the same team. And I'm like, no, it's actually the exact opposite. You can keep them. And that's new to us. Like that's a new concept, probably to a lot of my listeners. Mm-hmm. Every time I hear you say it, it's a reminder to me right? That I'm like, okay, wait, this is like, you can be on the same team and have different opinions. Totally. And it makes sense. Like we're, we're kind of taught, especially as women to like, like don't rock the boat. Like, like I'm trying to think of some well-meaning marital advice that I got when I was like engaged, like never go to bed angry. Right. (laughs) Which (laughs) is, Which if that works for you, that's fine. And you can believe you're like fundamentally on the same team as your husband. You can still be upset. Like you can still disagree. Mm -hmm. You can still, you know, and I think that, I think that when you see yourself on the same team as your husband, then it just frees up so much space in your brain to like solve problems. And like for my clients, it often looks like, oh, now I, I don't resent him so much. Like, what do I want to do with all that energy? How do I want to like, how do I want to make my mark on the world? Right. How do I want to like contribute to my life and my family and my community and in a meaningful way? Right. Because I think we don't 
understand how much brain space we use in in that, in like being angry or being frustrated or feeling like we do it all. And you're right. When we're able to free our brain of that, so many possibilities are opened. Totally. It's exhausting, right? It's exhausting to feel frustrated and angry and resentful all the time. Absolutely. It absolutely is. So when we're, what if one of my listeners right now is like, yeah, I'm exhausted. Like what should they do right now? Mm, That's such a good question. I mean, this is what I love to do when I tell my listeners this all the time. Like just go through, like to that woman who's listening right now, like just decide for like three days that you're going to remind yourself as often as you can, like we're on the same team. Me and my husband, we're on the same team. Just that sentence, like something that. up on the same team, even if you don't believe yeah. it. Yeah. Just like in what, and, and you want to like try to believe it. So in what ways are we like, and it might like sound like, well, we both want what's best for our, our children. Do you like, I'm guessing that most of your listeners believe that, or they probably wouldn't still be married to, yes. you know? So, okay. We totally disagree about what is best, but like, we're on the same team that we do want what's best. For sure. Yeah. And that, even that, I think that would be a great practice. And if you can't do it for three days, doing it for one day, right. Or like, I'm just going to do this for the next 20 minutes Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then stretch it out. And I do believe that when we start to help our brain, just even consider that maybe that's a possibility to be on the same team as our husband, you will start naturally brainstorming ways that you are. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then you're going to see him in a completely different light. You really are. Definitely. Which I think is what we want, right? And I, I loved when we talked about once you see yourself, in this light, you'll be able to see him that way better. Mm-hmm. Um, and what if we could just all do that? Right. When you practice compassion for him or for you, it's just expands your ability to feel love and compassion. So it doesn't matter where you start. You can start with any relationship in your life. If there's a different relationship that is easier for your listeners than their marriage right now, then start with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love that. So when I'm thinking about compassion, um, I wanted to talk to you about reacting to something Mm -hmm. versus responding. Is that what you call it? Reacting versus responding in a situation? Yeah, that, yeah, that totally works. Okay. So I just wanted to hear a little bit because when I hear compassion, I feel like I would think about something and respond in a thoughtful way. Yes. Yes. So so tell me the difference between yeah. a reaction versus Yeah. I think I mean reacting is just when we feel an emotion in our body that feels like if I don't say something or do something right now, like I'm going to explode. Or the world's gonna like this is what my reading brain does. Like everything's gonna fall apart. This you gotta fix this right now. This is an emergency. But what's so interesting is like there are actually very few emergencies when it comes to your marriage, when it comes to your children. And I know like 
and I'm thinking of your listeners and they're like, no, if my kid eats a peanut, then like that is a true emergency. Yes. And you're, they're right. They're not wrong, but our brains are so wise that like they react without us. Like in those situations, it's like so fast. We don't even have time to pause and be like, I don't know my child. Should I get the EpiPen? Like they just, you just do right. We've all been in, ex- in experiences like that. Which is wonderful that our bodies yes. know how to do that in a time of trial. Oh, when, when my son's school called and was like, uh, he's been exposed. We're giving him an EpiPen right now. The ambulance is on its way. I was definitely in reaction, right? Yeah. Like immediately my action was to leave Target. That's where I was because that's where I spent the majority of <laughs> <my> time, <laughs> which was very convenient because it was literally two minutes from the school. So, you know, my reaction was definitely go, go straight to the car, get to the school, ask what the problem was, get in the ambulance, call husband, you know, all of those reactions for sure. Yeah. But most of the time, it's just about training our brains to slow things down. And that happens first by, by like, after we react by, by like reviewing what was going on for us. We don't like to do this because we judge ourselves. Like, seriously, I like, shouldn't have said that to him. Right. But instead it sounds, instead of judging ourselves, it sounds like, whoa, I like snapped at him. Like what was going on for me in that moment? Oh, I was just afraid. Cause I was thinking, you know, he doesn't know what he's doing or, or everything's falling apart or something like that. Right. Yeah. But, but it goes back to like, we take mm-hmm. a minute, we take some breaths we get ourselves to like a calmer space where we can think like more openly. And then we like, instead of judging ourselves for our actions, we just like, I like to think of it. Like I'm watching myself, like I'm watching a movie like, Oh yeah, I did. I kind of, I kind of like lost my temper there. What was going on for me? I think we are afraid to do this. Cause we think if we're nice to ourselves, then we'll just like snap all the time. But the opposite is actually true. Yeah. When we're not willing to look at what, like, look at our brain from a like compassionate, like open space, then we just don't, we can't uncover what we were thinking and question it. Yeah. And I think you point out something really good there that we, we do have to train our brains to totally slow down. Yes. And in that slowing, you're going to be judgmental of you. So you have to bring that compassion back in that we keep talking about, like, of course I did that. This is what was going on right then. Um, I, but it is a matter of slowing down. And it can, it can even sound like that's not who I wanted to be that I wasn't my best self then. Like we don't have to like sugarcoat it. And like, it makes sense. I would react that way. If I was thinking everything's falling apart, that makes sense. If I was, if I was thinking that and feeling afraid. And then the more we're willing to do that after, then we start to catch ourselves in it where it will be like, whoa, I am feeling so afraid right now. Like it seems like, like I, I said earlier, like I know brain that you think it's like really important to, to like react from this situation, from this space. But like, what if you could just like take some breaths for 30 seconds? What if it's not an emergency? Like your body thinks it is. Yeah. And, and then if we do that, when we're in the middle of it, then we can, then we can get to like what I call the third phase where we catch it before. And then we just like re we like retrain our brain to think about it in a different way. 
So you're not reacting or responding. You're preparing. <laughs> right. <laughs> or you just like develop a new, um, like I'm trying to think of an example. Um, um, you just develop a new way to think about it. You yeah, know, your brain actually changes. I mean, yeah, exactly. I have, I have noticed that through this work, right? My brain has physically changed how it reacts to different situations because I've already taught it that when a husband says, no, I don't want to do that treatment program for our child. It's too expensive. We can think, we can take a step back and go, huh, I wonder what's going on for him. Yes. Yes. I wonder why he doesn't want to consider it. Mm-hmm. Right. Because yeah, we just had yes. our brains to think in a different way. Right. Okay. So you work with so many clients. So what do you feel like your clients have created in their relationships? Like after they've been able to work with you or just learned how to train their brain and slow down a little, have mm -hmm. compassion for themselves. What have they created in their relationships? What can they see now? Oh my goodness. They're just like, it's so fun to work as a team with your husband. And like, I, like they'll say things like he's my person. Like we are just like, like you really can create the marriage of your dreams. If you're willing to like really just adopt that one belief that we're in this together, we're on the same team. That is and like a huge promise. <laughs> like you can create the marriage of your dreams. Yeah. That's so amazing. And then when they do that, they, they, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but they free up so much space in their brain to like do other things. It's like, oh, all of this energy I was like giving to resentment and and um frustration like now what do I want to do like that's what with me I was like oh I want to become a life coach right which is like so much more fun they're yeah. both like they both take energy they both take energy resenting your partner takes energy and like building a business takes energy like I'll take the second option please yeah and having fun takes the energy mm -hmm. right resenting your husband and having fun with him like they both take energy, like which place do you want your energy to be focused? Right. Yep. That is awesome. I love, I love that you said it's fun to work as a team because it is like, that's totally true. Even when he doesn't believe what I believe or, or have the same opinion as I do, it's still more fun to think like we do have the same end goal here. Exactly. And you can totally disagree on things and still be like unified and still be on the same team. You can. It's like a, it's like a paradox that I don't think we often think like, cause we're taught like never go to bed angry or like, right. But, and some of us grew up with moms who just kind of maybe just like, we just got to keep the peace with your dad. Right. And so it makes sense that like we would adopt that and like, it's, I think it like makes life interesting to like disagree about things with your husband and still like love him madly, you know, <laughs> that and you're just more make, open. That does make life interesting for sure. Yeah. <laughs> disagree and still love him madly. And honestly, like deep down, I think 
we do that. Like we do have this level of unconditional love, right? But we let these, like all these surface emotions just take over our day to day. We let our brains run away in frustration with their choices or their thoughts or their actions, whatever might be going on. Yeah, definitely. And it's just because we think that if they act the way we want them to act, that we'll feel better. Wait, they, we won't. <laughs> Are but you so sure? Things when you do this work, when you do the work to like own your own emotions and what you're thinking about them, then that like transfers to every other relationship in your life. Because if you don't do the work, yeah, you might feel better because you're thinking something different, but then also you like, your brain, if it's used to finding fault with your husband, it's, if it's used to keeping sore, we'll just find another way. <laughs> well, it's not this. I got my way on this, but what about that? Right. Yeah. So the, yeah, that's really interesting. You do, you just find fault in another way when you're allowing him to create your emotions when you're, when you're letting your brain just run wild and you're not doing the amazing things that you said today, right? Like slowing down, just training your brain to slow down, telling your husband he's on the same team or no, you don't, you can tell him he's on the same team, but you just have to believe it. He doesn't have to. Yeah. Exactly. And I can hear your listeners being like, well, I believe we're on the same team, but he doesn't believe we're on the same team. Watch that. Cause that's <laughs> keeping score. <laughs> yeah. That right there is keeping score for sure. Okay. Sarah, anything that you want to leave us with just kind of as a, I don't know anything you want to leave us with. And then also tell my listeners kind of where they can find you if they want to start following you and getting all the amazing help with their relationships that I have been getting for the past. Yes. Couple of years. Um, I mean, I think I would just want to leave them with like, you're doing awesome. Seriously. Like you, you are taking care of your child who has this, like, I think about my friends, you included who have children with like life-threatening food allergies. And like, that's a joke. Like the thing that like nourishes other people is like poison to your child. So I would just love to infuse them with like confidence that like, you're amazing. Like God has trusted you with this, with this child and this allergy, and you've got this. And you can work with your husband to like create the relationship with him that you want and the kind of, um, the kind of like example that you want to show your kids too, and that it really is possible. And just, just start with finding ways that you're on the same team and just see what happens over the course of a few days. And then, um, if they want to learn more from me, then I have a podcast called more than a doctor's wife. And I sometimes teach classes that you can usually find um, at sarahpain.com forward slash webinar. And I would love to have them join at any time. Awesome. Sarah, thank you so much. Thank you for being my amazing friend and mentor in this world. And just for coming here and taking the time to share all of this with my listeners. I know that their marriages are going to be rock star basketball teams now, basketball, <laughs> baseball, whatever kind of team you like, 
because they're going to be on the same team. So thank you so much for coming. Oh, you're so welcome. I had so much fun. Thanks, Chelsea. If you are learning from and enjoying this podcast, go to my website and book a mini consultation session at winterhollercoaching.com. You can also give me a shout out on your favorite podcast app or simply recommend this to a friend. Find me on Instagram at winterhollercoaching. Thanks for joining me today. I will see you next week. Mm-hmm.